Today we're going to be talking about Shakespeare and whether or not he truly knew his stuff on marital and general law. To start, Shakespeare most definitely had enough knowledge on English marital and general law to write Romeo and Juliet accurately to the time period. For example, in Margaret Reynolds' book, As Marriage Binds and Blood Breaks, she writes the following. As for Shakespeare himself, the circumstances of his own marriage and participation in the 1610 Bellet Mountjoy lawsuit, which concerned the financial arrangements of a marriage contract, indicate that he possessed at least a well-informed layman's knowledge of English marital law. This, I believe, is a perfect representation of Shakespeare's first-hand experience in the field of law, and though in the context of Romeo and Juliet it might not seem important or noteworthy, but I believe it is important to know that your author has an accurate knowledge of the material he is including in his plays. Reynold continues, For the purpose of his plays, Shakespeare and his contemporaries merely transferred English legal practice to foreign settings. This indicates that he indeed knew enough law to where it would be trivial for him to simply put it in another setting. Another thing to add was that Shakespeare loved to write about marriage and legal squabbles as well. <laughs> this is a minor thing, except for the fact that quite possibly being one of the most important things. Because, well, why would anybody want to write about something that they don't have full awareness of? To bring more evidence into light, we jump over to Justin Fair, who writes, According to law, the age of consent in the Elizabethan era, with parental permission, was legal for boys of the age of 14 to marry, and girls of the age of 12 to marry. However, it was unusual for marriages to occur at such young ages. The effective age was the age of 21, as Elizabethan men would normally not marry until this age. This helps to show the legality of the marriage between Romeo and Juliet, as it would have indeed been legal and legally binding. However, it would have been majorly frowned upon, as Romeo and Juliet, if they were normal people, would not get married at such a young age. Through the experience of reading Romeo and Juliet, you might be wondering why Shakespeare would choose to write the marriage scene. Not that I think that it is very probable, but I do believe that it could be. A reason why. As Fair writes, women in the Elizabethan era were very much second-class citizens, without rights or careers, and independent and dependent upon male relatives. Interestingly, young men were treated similarly to women, and in, in, in many couples met first on their wedding day. Why would this have anything to do with it? It's because if Romeo and Juliet were both treated similarly, that would mean that Romeo too might be married off later to somebody that he doesn't truly love. And same with Juliet. So Romeo and Juliet both wanted true love and not just to be married off. So they chose the best thing that they could find, which was each other. As well, as in the Elizabethan era, there was only one way to get married, through the church. There were no courthouse marriages, 
and there were definitely no self-proclaimed marriages that would be legally binding. For a last bit of evidence, we turn again to Jennifer McNabb and her book, Ceremony versus Consent, Courtship, Illegitimacy, and Reputation in Northwest England. Through this, she writes, despite the validity of marriages made by consent alone, the church in England attempted to introduce a more formalized means of matrimony, requiring three readings of the bans or a marriage license, the public uh, and a public ceremony in a parish church officiated by minister between partners over the age of consent. Though this might seem to make Romeo and Juliet's marriage invalid, it truly does not, as this was made far after the setting of Romeo and Juliet. However, this does seem to show that Shakespeare indeed was paying attention to his law, knowing that this had ended, but was still around, or rather, had once happened. We can see this being portrayed in another quote grabbed from her book, where she writes, Reformation indeed. The general consensus in the English historiography of marriage is that by the second half of the 16th century, the irregular matrimonial contracts as well as the institution of a child marriage had been entirely eradicated from English cultural landscape and a development only partly related to the Reformation. Through this small podcast, a little tidbit of information, if you will. I have seemed to have proven that Shakespeare indeed knew his stuff and was married to the facts. I am Ethan Moore, and this has been a pleasure.